0: you're tuning in to Change It Up The Podcast, a podcast about young people challenging the status quo. I'm Sarah, and I'm super excited to be on this journey with you. We Gen Zs have so much to offer this world. We're creative, inclusive, empathic, and tenacious, and we're not afraid to stand up for each other. Join me and a fellow Gen Z for a weekly conversation about the behind the scenes of being a young changemaker and all the things that matter to us. We're here to build connections and inspire positive change. So, do you want to change the world with me? Take along.
1: You don't have again. You don't have to be great to start. You don't. Uh, you don't need to wait uh, uh, until you become the most diligent, the most clever, and so on and so on people in the world. But just start it. Start it with a small step, because believe me, small step is the beginning of the big things.
0: Hey and welcome back to Changes Up, this is episode 14 and this is another truly inspiring and beautiful conversation. I hope that you guys are having a beautiful week so far and that it's filled with little moments where you're able to breathe as well and where you're filled with inspiration and things that inspire you to keep moving forward and keep fighting for what matters and and keep holding on to what you're passionate about and and staying positive in whatever time and especially during this time as well and with that being said like all of these conversations that we have and that we record for you guys is to truly inspire you on your journey to look at these things as a process that all the people that we look up to whether they are activists or artists or um, business leaders or en- entrepreneurs or whatever it is um, most of people it don't become an overnight success it's always a journey it's always a process and hopefully these conversations can shed some light on, on the process and the steps that these people went through and, and and really focusing on young leaders and young activists and young artists who are fighting for to create a more inclusive world and to create a more connected world that through these conversation and through these really human insights into what's going on behind the scenes that you guys are able to feel like that it, this is possible for you too, whatever it is that you are dreaming of that you can totally do this as well and it's totally accessible and it's, it's something that I'm hoping that will get through and that message will come across from from these conversations. Um, So with that being said, this episode we are chatting with one of our partners, another amazing youth-led and youth-founded organization, and we are talking with their CEO and founder Mufli Rikre, and he is the CEO and founder of the Global Millennial Group, an Indonesian global education platform catered to youth and working to create a more connected and inclusive wor- world. Through the different programs, they have 15 plus programs, so it's a lot. Like the GMG MUN and, uh, and the Indonesia SDG Summit, they have connected with youth in over 37 countries and 200,000 youth, and they work with organizations like the UN. And in this episode, we specifically go into Wifley's um, journey with and process with founding GMG and growing the platform and connecting the youth and growing from a specific Indonesian island to a global platform today in just a couple of years, which is absolutely amazing. And then we also talk about, we go into what is the future of education and and why is education so important and what does it look like in the future? And also the power of soft skills specifically, something like communication and um the ability to connect with different people to have public speaking all of these sort of skills that we don't necessarily learn in formal education without further ado let's bring on the episode to start by by asking you about your journey in the in the space of youth activism and activism in general and and how you come into come into the space and what inspire you and what you've learned so far.
1: Mm, yeah so yeah uh, as you know that I'm currently a global millennial group of GMG. GMG startup company where we are very focused.
0: Hi so nice to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you too. Development platform for the youth. So it start because uh, uh when I was two three years ago, I I like to go everywhere actually to, to some uh, city in Indonesia, even to abroad to the France, to Singapore, India and so on and so forth. Just for having a, a self development, I'm join UN, uh, some some workshops, submit competition and so on and so forth. And then the. I just was realized that, oh, this kind of self-development platform is very exclusive. It just can be accessed by mm-hmm. several people with the privilege, right? If you have money, you have time, you have the access, you can, you can have it. But not all the people. And then uh, I was thinking how to make this more inclusive so everyone can access it easily uh, from everywhere, from uh, and anytime and so on and so forth. So, everyone everyone can have their own self-development. Then, then yeah, I create the GMG. Uh, we use the technology, we use thanks to Zoom, thanks to uh, some website and so on and so forth, thanks to technology. So, we, we utilize it. So, we make sure, even though we do it virtual, even though we do it uh, in, in digital, but the thing is, we make sure that people, especially the youth, can have the best quality of self-development with the most affordable price.
0: Mm, I like that. I think it's it's so important what you mentioned that we that self-development and the opportunity to do so is something that has to come from a from a privileged place. It's not something that we all have access to. And it's something mm-hmm. that is really close to to our heart as well because it's something that we should all have access to, but we don't, and it's it's in terms of privilege and in terms of resources. And if we can make that more accessible we can, we can like push the further uh, for, for people and help support people. So specifically for GMG, can you tell us about, like you talked a little bit about the journey, but can you tell us more about like what is the, the concept behind the organization? How big are you? Um, what, where are you situated? Um, and and how, how how are things?
1: Yeah, uh, I started in September 2020. It's still going to actually, Disney directory. Uh, and then I invite, for another of my friends and uh, invite them so I, I just said to them hey, I have the mission something like this I want to build a GMG and then I spread it uh, the first program that uh, we want is Global Millennial MUN is mm. uh, UN Meeting Simulations and then I told them the concept and so on and so forth then they're joined in the first place uh, we just uh, make it for six people so one me as the director general in that time, and then one of the operations, one PR and the marketing, and also uh, one of the, uh, the program management. And then to, uh, to another is just a graphic designer. And we started, uh, we start from building the Instagram first, build uh, some social media like the TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. We also uh, build our website step by step. And then uh, in the first month, in the first month, we already empowered around 350 youth from 15 countries. Wow. So, so yeah, in the first place, we never expected that, right? Because we, we just, we just went, okay, how about we create the MUN with a very affordable price so everyone can access it. Uh, we never think that, oh, this is will become this, this big. And then two months later on, in the January, Sorry, three months after that, in January, we, we decided to scale up. So we we just believe we believe that not only MUN that can advance the self-development for the youth. And then we create the GMG itself, the Global Millennial Group. And then inside the Global Millennial Group, we have several programs. We have Big Global Indonesia, we have Indonesian SDG Summit, and so on and so forth. And then... After that, we become more serious. We hire more people and then we're trying to get funding. And fortunately, thanks to God, we get uh, funding twice from the Ministry of Education in Indonesia and also from my university. So that funding help us. And then we go as the company right now, the EduTech tech uh, company. Uh, yeah, and then and then right now, we have some negotiation with some investors to be more scale up. And of course, our dream, Currently, 90% of our customers, our people that we empower is Indonesian. But our dream, we want to become bigger. Uh, we can empower more people in Southeast Asia and then to Asia and then to the world. Mm,
0: I like that. And, and I'm really curious about because you have chosen to, instead of functioning as an NGO, you function as a social enterprise. What have your thoughts been behind choosing to, to be a for-profit organization over a non-profit organization?
1: Uh Yeah, so I don't want to really hypercredit. Actually, if you want to make the organization sustainable, mm. you must have profit. Is This is the, exactly, I mean, you need to pay your staff. You need mm. to pay the salary. You need to pay your operation. We don't want to hypercredit. Okay, I do it with social. I do, I want to people have education, self-development. Okay, but we need that money, right? So if I say that, oh, I'm non-profit organization, so no one want to funding me. That's the thing. Mm. That's the thing. At least yes. in Indonesia, I don't know how about in Europe or America. But at least if I said, "Oh, this is a non-profit organization, we will not take profit," and so on and so forth, no one will funding us. No one want to invest in us. The thing is, that's why, uh, we said that oh, we are a startup company. We are the education. We have the visions. This is the business. This will make. This this is will make uh two impact in the same time the first one is the business the money itself and the second one is the social impact itself which is mm. the inclusive education so from that we can we can get funding we can get funding we can scale up we can scale up we can have a better product we can have a very good product very uh, high tech uh, and so on and so forth so we can give a more social impact that's what we believe until now and we have done it
0: Yes, oh, that sounds so great. I think it's it's so many of the same reflections that we had in the process that we went through in our organization, and I think it's something that's really um, something that is a lot of people in our generation think about because it seems like that the NGO model as a way of making a social change is sort of dying out and, and we more and more see that that it, it's more effective and it's more sustainable to be a for-profit organization and that social enterprise as, as a hybrid function between those is, is really, really something that's it's such an interesting size and it's also really, really effective. So what I also like about your organization and which is something that we really align with is that you guys are completely you founded and you functioning its entire youth-based team and you speak like for the youth and it's it's by the youth. So what do you think is, why is it so important that we have this type of organization that is specifically catered to to young people and by young people as well?
1: Mm, yeah. So here's the thing, because uh, actually our market and our main target to be empowered is the youth itself. So therefore, what we believe is it must be from youth by the youth so it can be for the youth so yeah from the name itself is global millennial like global millennial so of course inside inside us everything about us is to millennial or the gen Z itself mm. uh, if we if we hire someone that we can hire someone that very professional let's say already 50-60 years old okay we can do it but uh, we don't really believe that we can be relevant to the market itself we can be relevant to the millennial so to be make so our product and our impact can be relevant to the millennial, to the youth, to the Gen Z. Yeah, it must be done by the Gen Z itself. Like, so therefore, like uh, how how is our social media, how our marketing strategy, how is our product, our service is in a very millennial way. way. For example, we don't we don't have call center because millennials don't like to call actually. But we have the WhatsApp center, the message center, because the millennial right like now they they like to having chatting compared to to having call, like yes. something like that, something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so great. all the thing, like I don't know if you notice it, but I've so many times like being in Gen Z and and coming up and and working with other people and and people there sometimes is this youth bias. So you're like you don't have enough experience, you don't you don't have enough training. You have to do X, Y, and Z to be able to get sort of climb the ladder to be able to do what you want to do. And and what we also realize is that we can actually do it ourselves. We don't need that specific uh, established organizations to to make the change we we can do it ourselves if that is what we want and we can do it our way as well and i think it's 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 really important also to notice that there's no specific way to to do this type of work as you guys say there's like there's so many different ways and it's about finding what what works for you and also um how you can bring in an approach that is as, as we said, specifically catered for our generation. Um, so I really like that. So about, um, can you tell us about your entire concept? So I wanted to sort of transition into the way that you envision a world that is borderless, that is um, global minded and really inclusive. So for you, what is the ethos envision um, behind being borderless? And how do you sort of uh, funnel that into the GMG vision or mission?
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, be bothers mean that you must be out of your comfort zone. It start because of we see a lot of uh our the youth like just afraid to start something. So for example, want to join STGS summit for example, and then they just afraid. Oh, I can't speak English. I can't. Uh, I can do, a, I, I don't, I don't really show that I can uh, switch with this program and so on and so forth. Or maybe they want to join digital marketing class, for example. They just, afraid, oh, how about if I don't understand? And so, well, a lot, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of reason they not to join anything. And then we say to them, just, just be borderless, just, just make yourself be borderless. So mm-hmm. just try it, make yourself out of your comfort zone. Uh, And then we also have. Another quote actually, B is our tagline. Uh, what we're trying to say to our customer always to the you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. It's the quote by the sixth mm. like, So we just say to them, okay, just start it. You never be in this A point if you never start the A itself. So yeah, that's there, the, the function, the philosophy uh, behind the be Bogdalus because again, we want everyone, especially, the, don't be afraid to start something. Don't don't make yourself borderful. full. It, it's any border, your education, your conditions, A, B, C, D, e, what any conditions that make you border. So if you make yourself full of border, you will not go anywhere. You, you, you will be in the same box. If you want to go out of the box, you want to be in the next level. Be borderless. Erase any border. That's the philosophy of us.
0: Yeah, uh, I think oh, I, just the way that you said it, I, I hadn't thought of it, but I think it's so great you mentioned that it's both the mindset of being borderless in terms of have, having a global inclusive mindset, but it's mm-hmm. also about within yourself about looking at your boundaries and realizing that all of the things that we that we project on, on ourselves and think that we have all of these boundaries for doing X, Y, and Z that we want to do that we can actually allow those boundaries those borders within ourselves to break down as well so it's both something that's internal and also something that's in an external mindset that we need to break down the bo- borders between each other and have a more global uh global mindset and approach as well yeah. and and Amazing. speaking about our global situation and and the immense amount of difficulties and and they like the terrifying just state of the world right now. Um, how can people cultivate and specifically young people a more globally inclusive mindset?
1: Mm, okay, uh, first one, at least, uh, this is what we do. We what we did first, we create a platform. It's sometimes people want it, people want to have the, like the global mindset, global competitions, and so on and so forth, but they're not they don't know how to start it. I mean, sometimes uh people like okay uh hi i want to be in the global competition and then they go to the harvard i mean like that's that's right but harvard is like another level you must have the step on it right so mm-hmm. what we're trying to do at least for the southeast asia people Southeast asia youth we we make the platform so they can have the global competitions uh the global mindset in the very first step so they meet a uh, very beginner people there so, for example, we have a speech competition. That most of them that join is the beginner. Someone that first timer, someone that uh, want to try the new things. So, the environment is being more inclusive. Because sometimes, uh, especially in Southeast Asia, yeah, especially in Southeast Asia, they just go, uh, be afraid. Because they go to the global competition with the next level you know and i mean like a very very high level so just when they come their first timer and then they come with a very experienced people experienced participant with for example 10 times fifteen time speech competition and then they ah, okay i'm not suitable for it i can i can't have a global competition i just compete in my national i can i just compete in my my countries and they they don't go anywhere so the uh, that's the first thing. First, if you want to have the global competition, start it with step by step. And what GMG do is we're trying to provide the first step. Uh that's the first thing that uh, we do. We provide the first step for you to have the global competitions, the global mindset and so on and so forth. The second thing is uh, we're trying to encourage them. So we're trying to make it which one of them is a language barriers, yeah. One of them is language barrier. What we're trying to do is uh we're trying to provide the very uh the very the very friendly English for example mm. so in uh, so in any our, our program we uh, we say to the, our chair judges to the speakers uh, tra- uh, trying to avoid the very difficult English make it a very a very simple English so people can be uh, understand it easily especially because most of our uh, customers most of our uh in our program is a second uh second language yeah i mean like, like indonesia is not the first language It's not english japan korea all of them is not really fluent in english most of them so we're trying to make a bridge between it and then the third place uh, uh the, the third things that we did is make it again uh, as inclusive as uh, possible so we make sure for example in how we count the time zone so uh, we are we're trying to make it balance between, you know, at least for Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia is between GMT plus six until GMT plus nine. So we make the our timeline in uh, the time zone is uh, is quite equal for everybody. So no one that uh, have even in the very night or very in the early morning. So we're trying to make it uh, as best well as possible in terms of time waste. That's the thing, see.
0: Yes, um, I also like what you mentioned about the English as well. I think we realized it's 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 so crazy how fast people actually learn English. In that process, we have we had ambassadors who barely spoke any English at all when we started out, and who. By the fifth month that we ended the program, suddenly mm-hmm. they were like completely almost fluent in English, and it it's so amazing seeing how how just so, something little, and we weren't specifically training anybody in in speaking English. It was just about the program, the way that we we and it's you see that all of these little skills whether it's english speaking it's learning to speak english or it's it's being able to have public speaking as well and you realize suddenly someone who's so shy at the beginning and then within within these couple of months they've just completely transformed
1: exactly exactly yeah even me i mean like uh, my English, I can say quite fluent yeah, for right like, now, especially, uh, for Indonesian people, it's because of process. I'm enjoying a lot of program It's because of process step-by-step. Step, right. Mm. So the thing is just believe in the process. No one, no one that you brought and then as, you just speak English, fluent, speak Spanish, fluent. no, it just, it's all about the process.
0: Yes, exactly, and and speaking about the process, you you uh, I think it's something that we have in common both our programs. We really focus on teaching people soft skills, so public speaking, mm-hmm. speaking English, um, communicating with people, trying mm-hmm. to find your vision, uh, learning to self development. All of these skills which are highly important in in our world, but we don't have specific programs um, in school or. In other yeah. ways, in, in training programs and jobs doesn't really teach these type of, of skills. So why do you think these skills are so important to, to connecting people and, and building um, a more connected world as well?
1: Mm, yeah, of course. I mean, like, especially communication and the public speaking is the best skill, whatever the field, mm. whatever the job, whatever the future career that you want. So for example, you want to become a web developer, let's say, and then... Uh, don't you think that okay i just need to working in coding and then to, to the computer i just need to understand how the web uh, develop and so on and so forth no but you you all you need the communications and also the public speaking skill why because for example you create an a software application for example you create a software computer software and then you need to presentation it right you need to tell the to the public how how your software work who, how, what is the function and so on and so forth that's what's make Apple very big. One of the, beside of the technology is very good. They are very awesome, but the Steve Jobs itself and also uh, the people around it can present the technology of the Apple very well. That, that's one of the key. So, uh, of course, if you want to connect uh, uh, with the people networking, you want to make everything of your product, make your career booster and so on and so what you need the skill of communication and public speaking. It's the basic skill. Everyone need it because, yeah, human is great because of the communications. Like right? I mean, like your father and your mother have communications and then they it, and then it makes you human uh, great for the interaction, human great for the communication. So, yeah, so this it, it is the basic skill actually that everyone, whatever, your dream, whatever you want to be, you want to be a gamer, you want to be a developer, you want to be an uh, artist, singer, anything, you always need a communications and public speaking skill. That's the thing.
0: Yes. Also, just speaking about the situation that we're facing right now, um, the global crisis, it just shows how important it is that when you have co- people who are not able to communicate, who are not able to... Exactly. Honor the, the principles of communication yeah. and it, it, it completely breaks down when there's when just like when people learn and, and the more we learn to speak each other, the more we learn to hold space for having tough conversations. And I know that like people who does this type of work uh, right now with the crisis are really highly skilled but it just goes to show that like we can need it, we need it even more so, and it's even more important for the future than, than we even think, because the more we get globalized, the also the more diverse perspective that we need. And, and if we don't learn to to communicate with people from different cultures, people who are having different perspectives, different opinions from you, mm-hmm. then you're not able to, if you're just speaking with people who are basically just speaking your echo chamber, Chamber, then then you don't learn to actually communicate with and and share opinions, and it's it's so important that that we learn those skills. And also speaking about that, so with with education programs that specifically are focusing on the youth and sort of building the future and building a future vision, why do you think it's so important that we have those education programs that that not just allow people to get get educated, but specifically young people, because that creates a specific image for the future as well.
1: Mm, yeah oh yeah why well, education is important because like nelson mandela already said that education is the best weapon to change the world so for me if you want to change any world, you must have a very good education. For me, education is not always about the formal education. Yes. You go to the university, you go to class, it's not always about that. But education is about uh, you experience. And then, for example, uh, you want to become a gamer, for example. And then, you know the strategy. Uh, you, you know how to uh, expand the market. You know how to uh, make the esport world. Uh, bigger and so on and so forth, it's part of education. Education is not always about the formal education, but it's about uh, the criminal race. Yeah, so it's very important to change the world. Any, any, any change in the world that you want, so for example, you want the people be more environmentalist, for example, you want to save the environment, you must have a very good education. Education means here, you must know what you need to do. So, how to save the environment, how to for example, uh, find alternative for the plastic, for example. And then you must know how the politics work. So you can you can give some politics recommendation, some policy recommendation. So your countries or maybe your city or your local thing can, can adopt it and so on and so forth. So it's always about education. How you get it, it, it can be from anywhere. It can be you join some program from GMG, from Chang'e-Dab For uh, you can uh, join... It can also get from the formal education. It can be from your networking, you sharing each other, listening to the podcast, something like this. It's also education. So Education can be from anything because if you want to change, whatever it is, you must educate yourself. You must have a very good understanding on the issue that you want uh, to work on it.
0: Mm. and f- about education and the future of education how do you see that moving and like specifically formal versus informal education and that so on yeah i see a
1: very good progress yeah so for example uh international issue yeah like, uh, when i was in the high school about 15 16 years old people around me people in the same age of me not really care about it just you know in that in all, they just care about love someone, <laughs> dating, and so on and so forth. But what I see currently, we see a lot of um, progress. Uh, youth with the age 14, 15, they already, they already understand about the international issue, for example. They, they already understand, oh, I need to prepare my future career. They, they train their public speaking, their uh, marketing skill, and so on and so forth. Yeah, so the progress is very good. So I believe like in the five, ten years, we, we will have a very good generations with, uh, with a very cold generations. People with a very young age, under 25, I believe like 24, 23, can have a very big impact. Like we see currently, currently already, we already have some of it, right? So people with 20, even 19 years old, they can make an organizations that very big, that can uh, give very big impact in any world in environment, social, in anything, in education. So yeah, it's a part of the advance of the informal and formal education, how we educate the people, what kind of technology that we share and so on and so forth. So yeah. I, I believe we have a very good future like in education.
0: Yeah, I believe so too. Um and also like it just goes to show like last week I spoke to to a young guy from the UK who started his organization when he was 11 and now he's 16 and he has... His organization has a global program and and he's basically still in high school. And that just goes to show like there's so many of these examples where where young people are doing something and they and it doesn't have to be as big as that one. It could be small things. we have one of our ambassadors, she Absolutely. she with her family, she traveled around, uh, she traveled around UK as well. And and she, her with her family and they joined different community programs and, and helped uh different people in different communities and they were driving around their uh, older camber and and just um and and just help people at at the local level that they did and it's it's so amazing to see all these programs and just people thinking outside the box of what social change and what activism actually is and means
1: exactly exactly yeah yeah i mean it's also because of the system of education itself yeah when i was young yeah, I still young actually. Yeah, but I mean like a, like. <laughs> it's totally young. Years, yes. Yeah, five six years ago, uh, the mindset of the people, most of the mindset of the, at least in Indonesia, yeah, they just just think ah, just study lah. Don't create organization. Just focus on your study in your formal education. But now people be more open minded. Uh, they become more open for any opportunity. So when someone like you mentioned, like eleven years old, get organizations, people support it. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, we will support it uh, as best as we can and, and so on and so forth. So it is part of uh, the very good uh, education system yeah, that we have right now. So it can also make a great impact in the future, I believe.
0: Yes. So turning the attention more toward you and your experience and your journey, Um, Can you tell us about what would your advice be for for anyone who is an aspiring social entrepreneur who wants to build this type of organization that you have built or any type of movement?
1: Okay, the first one, uh, even though previously I said that I don't want to be hypocrite. if you want to make your organization sustainable, scale up, have big impact, you must have money, so you must have profit. But the thing is, don't do it only because of money mm. do it for something else do it for because of your heart I mean okay yeah once again I don't hypocrite that I need money I need money to pay my stuff to pay the zoo for example and so on and so on I, I don't want to hypocrite about it but it's not the top of the priority my top of priority I want to see the dream the dream inside of GMG. I want to see like everyone uh, can, can have the same quality of educations in any uh, education, uh, in self-development platform. They can uh, they can have a digital marketing skill, entrepreneur skill, uh, any skill, public relation, public speaking skills, a very advanced skills with a very uh, minimum uh, tuition fee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- 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 that's what my dream, so a very inclusive education. So I do it, it's because the first place. So if you want to become a social entrepreneur, even though the name is entrepreneur and in the end of the day, you will need money, you will not, You will need investment. But we make sure money is not your main goal. Your main goal is about your, your impact, is about the social change.
0: Yeah. And for you, starting out as a leader from and, and becoming a leader is from such a young age, how has that transformed and affected you?
1: Oh, it's, it's very torn for me. It's very for me so much. I like for, for example, uh, before, before even like before I create my first organization, I just kind of people that if I don't like it, I just say don't like it. For example, uh, I don't like Sarah. I just like ah Sarah. I don't like you because blah 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 blah. Uh, but I just see that it's not really good because it's not really good. They are not working. And then I just learned how to become more diplomatic. Mm. This is one of them. And the second one, uh, previously I kind of people that very stubborn with my opinion. So if I have idealism, I will protect it. I will do it. I I will not listen to to another people. But then I learned, I must listen to other people. I must must listen to others' opinion and then uh, try it. Uh, try to merge it between my idea so at least two of these things that uh, i learned someone the first one is about uh, the communication about be more a diplomatic person and the second one listen to others It's very important and uh, it is one of the most uh, valuable capital as the leader yeah intangible capital as the leader
0: Mm, yeah that's so great and and how do you feel like right now um, with everything that's going on, uh, specifically when, when, with our culture and, and like with, with young people, because we do face a lot of pressure, uh, whether it's about the environment, whether it's, it's about the way that we should lead in the future, but also with cancel culture. And it's so easy with social media to experience that. So how do you, how do you personally um, sort of deal with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of person that very believe in second change, yeah. Mm. People can people can change, people can learn from uh, their mistakes. So, my suggestions to everyone. If you have the capability, uh, always give the second chance to the people. This is just an example. This is not yet released, actually, in our Instagram, but maybe later on you can see it. In one of our programs, the MUN, the first program, there is a one check, uh, one, one person that... Uh, get a lot of cancel culture uh, in the in the community because of uh he do a mistake Ma. he do a mistake for me he already learned he uh, he already know what is his mistake and he want to fix it so because yeah i have the platform so i give him the second chance okay i give you second chance as long as you learn from it it's okay it's totally fine people can just i mean like if you never give people the second chance yeah You will not get the second chance. I mean, you never know. The cancel culture can be done to yourself itself. It can Mm -hmm. be comes to you one day. So always believe giving the second chance. uh, And believe me, if you have uh, any trouble, any problem, people will give the second chance to you also.
0: Mm -hmm. And and how about with... with you were feeling that pressure yourself from from like as, as a young person having to, of course, you have stepped up as a as, as major an organization and, and become a leader, but how do you feel about and dealing with that pressure that feels so evident to all of us that we are having so many different crises in in, in the world and, and we really need and we feel, all of us feel the pressure that we need to make a change because like all the, the previous organization has, has created all of these different problems and we are like what what can we actually do to, to we wanna do as much as possible to actually uh, yeah. uh, make the world a better place. Um so how do you deal with that?
1: Okay, I see. So this is my education also, yeah. So what I believe you can never change the entire the world. So mm-hmm. that's what I believe. So what you need to do is focus. So for example, for me I focus to change the education to be more inclusive or maybe you focus on the environment so the environment can be better maybe another else will be focused in let's say the copyright of the music for example so focus on it so the thing is you must be focused on specific issue because again you cannot solve every problem as if you're president, yeah, it's, it's a different story. As if you're a president or the prime minister, it's a different story. But in general, focus on one issue, environment, education, social, anything. Then start it with a very small step. Uh, Yeah, But for example, when I build GMV, I start with a very small step. Okay, I'm trying to empower in uh, java island java island is one of the island in indonesia and then it scale up to indonesia and then it scale up to southeast asia and then we're trying to scale up again to asia so begin it with a very small step you can start it uh, from your individual step so for example you care about the environment for example so you believe that zero plastic should be implemented for example yeah and then what you're trying to do is start from yourself you're trying to Avoid using uh, single-use plastic, not using straw, and then uh, trying uh, trying to use, uh, for example, glass every time, and so on and so forth. Start it from, from yourself, and then trying to educate and campaign it to people around you first, the family, your friends, and then make it bigger. You can make a, an organization on it, and then after that, from your organization focus uh, step by step yeah. F- from your city and then to your uh, province for example and then to, to your countries and then to Southeast Asia and so on and so forth so that's the thing first focus on specific issue second focus on the process step by step Just don't uh, don't give like okay I want to build organization international organization everyone can join well, uh, it's good but you must do it step by step mm. that's the thing
0: Yeah. If you could give Um, any message to your fellow young people out there in the world, what would you say?
1: Okay. Uh, So this is, I already said it previously. This is the quotes that I always believe and I I always bring every time in my life, which is, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be good. Just believe me. Uh, If you're waiting for, oh, I want to make impact. For example, I want to build an organization after I graduate. And then after you graduate, you will think, oh, I want to seeking more experience. Uh, after you have experience, oh, I already comfort with, with this online. I, I don't want to start it. And so on and so forth. There is, there is, will not a start point. So you don't have, again, you don't have to be great to start. You don't, uh, you don't need to wait uh, uh, until you become the most diligent, the most clever, and so on and so forth, people in the world. But just start it. started with a small step because believe me, small step, is the beginning of the big change.
0: Mm, yes and we also say in our organization as well that that it's not about the big global changes. Changing the world is not about one big global change, it's about a massive amount of small local changes. That's how we change the world and um, that's so, so aligned with that. So uh, for how can we as an organization, as a community, as a podcast listener, how can we get to know more about GMG but also support GMG?
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, you can just search it on uh, any platform, yeah. Google, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, we all have all that social media. Just type it Global Millennial Group. You will find all information about us or you can go to our website in gmillennial.com
0: perfect well thank you so much for joining me um i had a blast and um it was such a good conversation and i learned so much and um i'm excited for a future partnership
1: thank you so much sarah thank you so much for also inviting me it was very nice conversation
0: This episode was brought to you by Hermenidio. Thank you for tuning in and for being part of this amazing community. I'll see you next time.